bum. Good morning. Good morning. I'm hum- I'm humming the anchor music. Bum 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 bum. I didn't even know anchor had music. <laughs> I know. I I listen to it all the time. And if the music doesn't make a nice connection, then I know we don't have a good connection. But we're we're connected today. Connected. <laughs> and we're like making great time too. So. Um, I just noticed our guest today, Andrew, sent me a message at 6.05 a.m. I woke up at 8.30 this morning. <laughs> I was not up at 6 a.m. And he's, I think, doing a video recording. I was like, yeah, we don't want to do that. Sorry. I was, like, really, really blunt with him. I was like, no, we don't want to do that. <laughs> I can I speak like, for both of us. <laughs> I think the, like, good thing is, is, like, we've totally, like, I, I'm more comfortable talking like this than watching myself on a screen <laughs> 100%. Yeah. yeah, I I spoke for us and both very confidently. I was like, no, we're not doing that. I totally, like, <laughs> haven't showered or, like, nothing. So, yeah. I did, but that's because I did not yesterday on Sunday. <laughs> so, well, you know, and then our power went out. So, Reza was, like, having a shower, and I, I was trying to, like, be my most not grumpy self all weekend. But I was like, you're using all the hot water. What if the power never comes back on? <laughs> it came back on. We were um, it was pretty wild here, but, like, we, we like, I definitely didn't lose power. Yeah, ours went out twice last night. So I was, like, worried we weren't going to have power today. No, my mom's <laughs> power's out, though. That's what she told me. Yeah, because she's calling me at 7.30 this morning to tell me that her power's out. <laughs> Does she have, like, a wood stove or, or, like, a gas furnace? I think it's gas. It's gas. I don't think ours is. So my furnace, I don't think would be working. I think like, okay, so even if you have a gas furnace, I think you got blankets, you got electricity. (laughs) No, I was so cold. As soon as the power went out, I was already cold. And I was like, I'm going to have to go get my sweater. I'm just going to have to put another sweater on. Like, this is like so challenging for me. I've totally grown, like, I grew up in a house with two fire stoves and, like, baseboard heaters, so we didn't yeah. really have good heating. I had, it when I was in college, the, like, my boyfriend had a wood stove, and we, when we would wake up in the morning, it would be under 10 degrees in the house. Yep, yep. And then driving in a basement, too, like, on top of that, like, <laughs> yeah, so I got used to, like, just wearing, like, a lot of clothes instead of, um worrying about that because you know you can always put more clothes on but what happens when you're too hot you can only take so much off (laughs) oh my gosh and like when you get the wood stove pumping up it can get like so hot in the house oh my favorite my favorite thing was always just like sitting beside the fire like on the ground beside the warm fire and then the cat would always like lay on your stomach Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it was nice. (laughs) Our house growing up, I was thinking this last night, like I lived on a farm growing up and our power would go all the time. And I loved it because then we'd all have to like, like do something together, like play a board game or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. What I was thinking was that in there, sorry, I did have a thought train there. I'm just also like messaging Andrew at the same time. Um, that it never goes out anymore. Like the power hardly ever goes out, I feel, nowadays. But so it's kind of cool last night to light some candles and just like be in the moment. <coughs> be in the moment. Ooh. Yeah, like no internet. Cause like we're always on our phones in our, like my iPad. And 
And oh. it was just nice for us to, like, look at each other face-to-face in the candlelight. I was so proud of myself, like, because you know how you get your, like, weekly screen time on your phone? Yeah. Last, last week, I averaged only three hours a day, which I think wow, is Wow, good job. Like, like, before that, I was, like, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Andrew, I hear, I hear you. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Absolutely. So... Um, I really appreciate that you're just like so like willing to join us on the podcast because we ask people all the time to join and they're like, mm, no, no, thank you. And those really? are business owners. And you're just like, yeah, I want to get to know some people. So I'll join your podcast. <laughs> I thought that was pretty Absolutely, cool. Yeah, I, I love, you know, learning new things, talking to people. And uh, quite frankly, I've actually owned my own business, too. So you do. Oh, OK, well, let's I didn't know that because my OK, someone's someone's microphone is clicking. Like, click, 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 click. I just want to let you guys know that. Alicia, I was turning my, my, my sound up. You're so like, oh, you're clicking your microphone. It's called turning the sound up, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to let you know so I didn't do it the whole time. So I did it once. (laughs) You're always on me about fiddling with things. Oh, okay, so there's Allison and is it Alicia? Yeah, I'm Alicia. Okay, all right. Yeah, so I just wanted to, I was going to ask you about, like, my first question was asking you what you're in school for, but I had no idea that you were also a business owner. Um, at, at the time, I've kind of put that on the back burner, but we can talk about mm-hmm. that in a minute. But yeah, well, let's go ahead with school. Yeah, I want to hear about what you're going to school for because it sounds like you're enjoying it a lot, and I don't think that's the case for a lot of people that are in school. You know, it, 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 it's very interesting because I am in a way, but I'm also on the far side of that post as I'm not as well. So it, it is a double-edged sword here. But um, so I am going to school for cybersecurity at the moment. Oh, uh, Just okay, at my local community cool. college. Um, mm-hmm. But I do plan on transferring to a four-year to get a bachelor's in either cybersecurity or something related to law enforcement like criminal justice. So what exactly is cybersecurity? Can you fill me in a little bit there? All right. So I have a uh, idea or hypothesis that cybersecurity is made out to be this gigantic, unknown, you know, totally difficult thing to understand for people. And in reality, it literally comes simply down to network security. Okay. Did you hear last week that Pompeo was threatening to break down the Great Firewall of China? Really? Oh, you didn't hear about that? No, yeah, I so, have not. That is some insane. So we, Allison and I went to high school with a guy who ended up, he's a computer engineer and he's in China. And I was talking about getting him on the podcast. Yeah. But I only hear from him like every six weeks because right now to go on Facebook in China, like they're not allowed to go on Facebook. So he has to go, like, go through all these loopholes and use, yeah. I don't even know how he does it. I have no idea, but he like, he can't come on our podcast right now because he's having such a hard time getting online. That's but yeah, Pompeo, big. I don't know who that guy is. He's some politician. I have no idea who he is, but he's threatening to break down the great firewall of China. I'm surprised you didn't hear about that. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that's some crazy news in, in the security wow. industry. Yeah. Right. It, it is. But um, so that's such a different world. I thought you were going to school to be like a park ranger. Why did oh. I think that? 
Yeah, uh, I, I can see how because I am more of an outdoors person. I know a couple people who have gone to school for something like that, though, through Boy Scouts. But um, but, <laughs> but yeah, what, what's so funny about my uh, indulgence in going to school now is that a year ago, I had nothing. Wanted to, I didn't want anything to do with it. I hear uh, that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I uh, let's see. It'll be. Oh, I guess next summer will be like two years out of high school, but um, coming so out. So, what of high made you school, change your mind? Yeah, I, exactly. I'll get to that. So, coming out of high school, I had I wanted nothing to do with college. I knew I, it wasn't the route for me at the time. Uh, for the past, like all throughout college or uh, high school, freshman to senior year, I was always just consuming content, podcasts, YouTube videos. Um, just tons of information on entrepreneurship, the world of business, uh, personal finance. I love topics like the stock market and stuff like that. So I was just getting really educated and my whole mindset was that. And um, that was the only way for me. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't want to go to college because four years creating a business, I think I can get to a, a monetary amount that will outpace an entry-level job after four years of college. Good for you. And, and um, that was my whole mindset going in. So I was like, okay, I'm going to X out everything in tunnel vision, just business. And uh, it worked out for a little bit, but I learned a lot along the way. Um, so about a, a couple months coming out of high school, I started, I officially opened my own business. It, I got all the documentation, the LLC, everything like that. Um, built my own website, attended a couple uh, business, you know, networking events, uh, met some insanely people that I never thought I'd be able to meet. Um, I met uh, Doug Bouton, and he is one of the co-founders of, of Halo Top Creamery, one of the huge ice cream brands. Just oh, cool. in, I'm not sure if they're international, but um, they're nationwide at least. I don't think they are international, but I hear about them all the time on YouTube and stuff like that. Yes. I don't know why. So it was oh, you know, I think I heard about them like through Gary Vee or something like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, maybe. I, got to meet him. I took a photo with him and that was an, an insane moment for me to kind of, it inspired me to push forward. And then probably about six months later, it took me like a couple, quite a few months of like late nights into one and 2 a.m., like building my website, developing content, de developing a strategy to reeling customers, um, how to market myself, etc. And and I really, what were you selling? Um, uh, digital services like web design, advertising, and marketing. Okay. Yep. And so I was I was uh, I was branding myself as an Eagle Scout owned and operated business. And for anyone who knew what that was, that would bring in instant. Um, trust and loyalty and stuff like that so i thought that would be a great way to start off little did i know my website really didn't bring in too much traffic it was more so um like third party just services but uh so really my business started to pick up about the new year of 2020 and that's when i started to think i gotta leave my job because i at the moment i was working full-time in a marketing role at a uh, local small business. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it was interesting, but I knew that that was kind of like a dead end job. You know, it wasn't going to go anywhere spectacular. So I business started to pick up in January. In February, I got my first 
um, really great client and they were a Mexican restaurant chain out of Pennsylvania and they had about 11 or 12 um, restaurant, physical restaurant fronts. And after working with them, I built them a website and trying to get them on a, a recurring contract every month for it, just uh, assistance, just for a couple hundred bucks. And um, li- little did I know, a couple months later, they came to me saying, hey, we have another branded restaurant store. Uh, and they wanted me to do another web design. And then COVID hit. So we only got through like halfway through that web design. And then COVID hit. And obviously that totally interrupted the restaurant industry for yeah, big time. the next you know six months. Um, so that so is that what made you decide to go back to school or I'm excited to hear li- what the pivotal moment was for yeah, you? Yeah, a little bit. So um, about, I think it was March into April, I started to realize I'm like, okay, my mentality isn't here a hundred percent. It's like, I just lost these people. Um, nobody needs this service right now. It, it, it was kind of like a, uh, the tipping point there um, yeah the whole world was in a tipping point then it was wild uh and, mm-hmm. and but at the same time i did find opportunity i went to this business that was doing um they were kind of like i guess a commercial cleaning business and stuff had picked up for them because they started marketing mm-hmm. a new service and so i actually covid cleaning exactly something like that and uh so I started working with them, but it was a little sketchy. I just wasn't, I just, my heart didn't, I didn't feel that intuitive. Uh, you Which know, is so important. Ex- exactly. You know, yeah. if, you, if you don't have that. It, so it, it totally threw off the whole situation. And I had a contract. So at this time I, I was uh, 19. Yeah. So I was 19 years old and I had this contract for a monetary amount of money monthly. Um, not for a certain amount of time, but it was an insane amount of, amount of money at the time. And I was like, okay, this is so exciting. But I just didn't feel that, like, you, you guys Spark. Know it's a spark, yeah. right? Your purpose. Like, yeah. That's what the theme of our season four actually has and been, is, like, living your purpose. And it's funny because I do a lot of stuff with, like, shadow work and your archetype. And, like, when you do things, like, just because the money's there, but your heart's not in it, it's like you're giving up a piece of yourself, right? A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. And I think that's where I'm at right now is finding my new purpose. That's yeah. my new chapter of life because for so long, my purpose was um, learning more about entrepreneurship business, building my own business, taking it to the next level. And that was my entire purpose. And you've I've, been I've, so in, I like, can't, you've been so in your left brain. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really like, aw. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had to say it. <laughs> oh, you're totally fine. You know, this is a podcast. We're all speaking to each other. We're learning. So. Oh, but it's like, as you're saying it, so when, I just want to say when, it. When did you start school? Was it in June this year? Because we're only in April. Yeah. I'm confused when you're... So you're really just new into this cyber... How long is your program? Um, it's two years, but I'm going to complete it in a year. Wow. Yeah, I'm 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 a pretty driven individual. <laughs> <laughs> that word just came to my mind as you were saying that. Like <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, I, I specifically remember earlier this year, April twenty eighth, I believe, was when I called into that school to enroll. Um 
and uh, so yeah, I started this summer. It, it was um, middle May, maybe when classes started. And uh, I did I did okay. The this first summer, I took three classes going in, and uh, they were like eight to ten week courses. Um, and I ended up being on the. Did dean's you have list. any background in in these types of things? Oh, in the dean's list, good for you. Did you have any background in it, or you just were starting kind of like from from ground zero? All right. So my classes my words. classes were one was Python, and that's a coding class. I had no experience yeah. in Python, but I've coded in HTML, CSS, and C++ before. So it it was like, it, I knew a little bit going into it, but I still had to learn the training wheels for that program. Yeah, I can't touch anything with Python because I have background in C++. So you found it easy? You found that an easy transition? Um, Not necessarily, because I did end the course with it. Yeah, I find it very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then this semester, I ended up taking Java which I actually found a mm-hmm. little bit, most people have a tough time with Java, but I actually found a easier time learning Java because I just took taken Python. Hmm. So that was okay. a good transition. This is good for me to know. I'm really interested in taking these courses myself because like as much as I love like doing, like doing things like we're, the business that I'm running right now, HobbyLobbyTradingPost.com, I'm not making any money on it and I don't want to make money off of that. I'll never have a goal of making money off that website but you know I do need to make money on the side so I'm really interested in myself getting into network security and I had no idea sorry if you had told me that I didn't know that's what you were studying so yeah um, I'm really well, glad we talked about this yeah I'm definitely studying cybersecurity, but I, I just think it boils down to network security um I, I, oh my bad n- n- no you're, you're completely fine and I, I agree with you um I, I feel like they just created like cybersecurity to like get money out of it, you know. <laughs> it's a lot of things in life, right? <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. What's the difference between cyber and network security? Well, I'm so confused. <laughs> well, well, there is none. That, that that's the thing. So so cybersecurity. I think the easiest way for anyone to think about this is um, utilizing the. Uh, is it a meta? I guess it's the metaphor of the cloud. So y'all know the cloud is just a. Um, a, a, a oh, physical yeah, data ever. piece, you know? Mm-hmm. Well-versed in the cloud. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the the cloud everyone thinks is in the air or the normal citizen might think it's in the air, but really the cloud is just a humongous database full of hard drives and servers. Um, Do you guys want to – I'm just going to, like, totally break in. Do you want to know what I was researching last night? You know that, <laughs> um, that thing in Sweden called CERN? Mm-hmm. You know the CERN no. uh, Research Center? Really? No. CERN is like this huge tunnel that's like 23 miles built underground. And I think it has like a two mile radius, this, the circumference of this tunnel. Oh. And it's, and at each end, they're getting protons to bang up against each I've other to that. start, yeah, to like create, to recreate the Big Bang because they want to know, like, because they've broken it down, the cell down as far as they can. They want to know, they want to break it down further. But so in the, in this tunnel, um, in my research, just researching about the tunnel, I got onto the company who, who looks after their cloud services, and I was watching this thing last night, and it put me right to sleep. It was pretty boring. Oh goodness! Also, kind of interesting. You know what? I think I have heard about that because, or, or maybe I was just watching the Flash, and it was like that <laughs> scene. Well, I mean, it's it's it is very it, like last week we were talking about DMT, which or what it what, is, what was that called Changa, which is similar to to dmt which is a, 
because it has it is so changa is the smokable version of ayahuasca and it is pre-based in dmt so it is essentially you journey right so and, and dmt is a psychedelic and people right? call it yes yeah, so yeah. yeah people call it the spirit molecule and then people are calling this CERN project um, the search for the God molecule. So I, I think there's kind See, of, there's a, a there's a spiritual, there. there is. So this is kind of like what I always view it as like you're like, I'm very, very right, right brain. So I do a lot of feeling and like a lot of the stuff you guys talk about is like, I can't even understand it. To be honest with Interesting. You. Really? So, <laughs> yeah, so what, like... what's the difference between the left and right brains? Like a left brain is very analytical, like, right. You're like so integrated. And, and I find this interesting because you are like, how old are you? I'm 20. I just turned 20 last month. Okay. So, and I just turned 30 earlier this year. So like, it's, it's interesting to see how, and like how different, like the difference between, I guess, the younger generation that's coming up. I'm like, like you are so driven and so into the, I'm 32. But, but not, Nothing against like our generation, but it just, um, I love that you're bringing on like younger generation, Alicia. I love it. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's really opened up our Um, analytics because before we didn't have any 20 year olds, but just to see how driven you are and how you just like kind of know where you want to go. And like to tell you when I, at 20, like I was not like that. Like I was so overwhelmed by people's feelings and everything else with what was going on that like, I honestly couldn't even tell you where I wanted to go, what my heart felt it's like it's only now that I'm 30 that I'm like oh I follow my heart and things just happen for me (laughs) (laughs) well Andrew and I actually got onto a subject (laughs) like this um in our when we were chatting before this because you said something I you mentioned that you might be videotaping this and I said oh wouldn't it be so cool to for someone you know to blow up on YouTube and your response was wouldn't it be great to see someone you know become very successful you know what and oh, I'm, I'm so sorry I love to that topic. Continue. No, okay. go. So no, 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 on go. that topic, I just remembered. So I, um, a friend of mine from high school, we weren't super close, but, uh, you know, if we wanted to grab lunch, we could. Um, he uh, actually, little did anyone know at our school, he actually did YouTube on the side, like after school and stuff in high school. Oh, wow. And he did like, I guess, um, animational videos. Uh, it, that's not even English. Mm. Animation videos. <laughs> and, <laughs> Animation. And he told everyone. I make up just words One too. day he posted on like Instagram or whatever, and he said, uh, he was like, congratulations, I just hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. How wow. insane is that? That's awesome. And, and that was really cool. And especially with animation, he can still have his freedom. He doesn't, it's not his face. Absolutely. So like, that was really cool seeing someone that I personally knew kind of achieve something really neat. Just gave you more drive wow. to do it, right? Absolutely. And, and I'm, I've always been into cameras, video. I like video editing, photography, photo editing. But I've just never t- taken that jump to kind of like create a bunch of content to try and build a brand. But maybe in the future, that's there. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're into photography, but you're also... You mentioned that you're an Eagle Scout. And that, to me, you said that when people hear that name Eagle Scout, they they recognize it. I don't. So can you explain that a little bit more for us? Yes. So so real quick, you guys live in Canada, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. um, it, 
I think it's actually really a uh, United States thing, uh, being an Eagle Scout. But I do they. I'm pretty sure they have programs in Canada and in other countries like Africa or other con- continents <laughs> like Africa. And um, it's okay. Everyone calls Africa a country. I don't everybody. know how that's that <laughs> in my mind, but um, we always everybody makes that mistake though. I don't know why. But either. there are programs in other areas of the world. But the but the main one is the the Boy Scouts of America in United States. Um, okay. So it's kind of like Beaver Scouts or something like that too. Like there's probably a lot of different names, but you learn like the outdoor survivor skills. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ranking system with, within the organization and you just learn a lot of skills. Um, and it's not only physical skills like, you know, camping, um, starting fires, orienteering, etc. It's also... Uh, kind of how to hold yourself, leadership, um, speaking with other people, speaking in front of people. You learn to do all that stuff. And I, I think that's been a really success for me is uh, just going throughout life. I've, I've learned that I'm not afraid to go up to someone and talk to them. You know, I'll be I'll go up to anyone, spark up a conversation. So that, that it's such a nice skill to have. That's one skill. I don't have a lot of skills, but I do enjoy having that skill because it catches people off guard they're like whoa no one ever talks to me and I'm like I know I wish more people would be like this I don't think it's weird (laughs) I think in Canada we have boy scouts but I think for some reason I might I might be wrong and maybe it's just from my personal experience the girl guides is very popular here girls go down that route and I find the the boys go more down we have and I don't know if you have it there it's called cadets and it's like a military training program. And it sounds very similar to what you're talking about. Um, you know, Because they have to go. It's very similar. Go ahead. Uh, oh, goodness. I just forgot what it was called. Um, keep, you guys can keep talking for a moment. Yeah. Well, okay. So for the people that I know in cadets, they had to do the same thing, like public speaking. But a band, like playing an instrument was also really important to them. But then they would go on these survival trips where, like, they would be out in the bush and have, like, like have to sleep with no tent and oh, things like okay. that. Yeah, it's just my like my little total survival. Air cadets. <laughs> yeah, so oh, they really? had air cadets, army cadets, and like water cadets, depending on where you were. And then they'd all come yeah. together at base boarding and like this year end, and they have to march and do all this kind of stuff. Like, it's really good for the kids, but I don't think they do like is in depth as the survivor skills. Um, yeah. So. So that's the great thing about Boy Scouts is is you get that um, learn to respect people and be your own person, but you also get get those fun skills to learn. Uh, and, and the and the thing that I was thinking of that we have in the states is uh, ROTC. In high school, they have the JROTC program, and this goes into the United States military. But um, that's I guess that would be the most similar thing we have to. I don't know why the Boy Scouts isn't as popular as the Girl Guides here. Like, Girl Guides is really, really popular. And Pathfinders and Sparks and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, which leads up to the Girl Guides. I don't know why it's not as popular for the boys. I'm not sure. But it should be because, like you're saying, it builds, like, upstanding citizens that know respect and have a lot of life skills that you can't teach Oh, 100%. And and I think that's the greatest thing in life is just just be kind to one another. And I've seen all these little uh, compilations of, um, older people and and they they'll, they'll be asked asked a question that is uh, uh what is what is one thing you regret or what is one thing you wish to tell the next generation and they all just say 
be kind, be a nicer person, share a smile. So true. So true. That's nice. That is a nice message to get when you're 20 years old because, um, like, I think one of the things I wanted to ask you is, like, like okay, so Allison mentioned she's 30. I'm 32. Like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Sounds like such a job <laughs> interview question, but it might be funny. might be funny to listen back I in 10 I love it. Years. No, that, that's great. Um, it, to think in terms of 5, 10, 15 years is, is great because that's where your goals develop. But, um, you know, and that's changed. I, that has changed completely for me because a year ago, a year, yeah, year. a year ago, I would have said, you know, I would have been, I still would have been the owner of my company and I would have had maybe 10 employees by then and, you know, X, but now it's different. Um, goodness, you caught me off guard. <laughs> That's okay. I don't even know if I have a 10 year plan. Like I'm kind of hoping 10 years I can move to Malta, retire on cryptocurrency, but I mean, I've got to build some some building blocks to get there so and then i wanted to ask you if you're into cryptocurrency because if you're into network security naturally you should be absolutely but anyways in in my 10-year plan i i think um Mm -hmm. i've been looking at this one position uh in in homeland security which is a defense um Mm -hmm. government Mm -hmm. defense organization here in the united states and uh it's called a TEO, a technology enforcement officer. And it's, and that's an officer who goes in with the special agents and sets up the uh, technology for the job, which would be like wiretapping, video surveillance, stuff like that. So I think that would be really cool. And that would combine my um, cybersecurity with law enforcement passions. together. I'm bugged. I'm bugged. You should, you should, you should see my bug. I'll send you a video of my bug. I don't know if it's the government. I don't know if it's my ex-employer. I don't know if it's like just someone who's curious yeah. about me, but you should see the bug I have. Um, a buddy of mine, I say this all the time on the podcast, works at Facebook, saw my bug and had, was like baffled. Like he got like so physically and mentally excited by my bug. I, I'd never seen him jump that fast. Like he was so pumped because he's like, I don't know what this wow. is. So yeah, I'm bugged. <laughs> yep. I don't mind. It's okay. Um, Actually, I, it's starting to bother me a little bit. So maybe you can right, help me possibly. with that. Possibly. But hey, we're, we're all learning new things. Um, so, but you said you wanted to retire in Malta? Yeah, so Malta is like the world headquarters of cryptocurrency. Um, they actually consider it a legal tender there. And I am just getting into cryptocurrency. I don't know a lot about it, but I am starting to learn. And I'm just really fascinated by it. There's a company in the United States called Coinbase. Yes, I've heard. Um, and I just applied for a job with them. They're, they're amazing. They're going to change the world. And they believe that by giving everybody access to cryptocurrency, that you're giving everybody in, in the world like better access to equal rights. So I'm also huge into human rights and i think it's like so important because like let's say right now i get a lot of people on instagram in say in africa i don't know which country they're in but they're super poor and they ask me to wire them money through what's that huge company everyone uses to wire money western I union think of what it's called um yeah like western union and western union takes like like 40 percent of the money just through fees whereas it's huge they take a huge cut of the money and even if you go to a bank, the bank takes like a huge cut of the money. But there's like, um, I'm so far I've learned about like 10 of the different cryptocurrencies and so many of them are taking like yeah. a small percentage. 
if not, I think it's Dow, which I ha- I'm just learning about Dow, is one that takes like nothing. It doesn't take well, any good. fees from you. So, right, and it just gives people better access to money and and better access to like crowdfunding for to start yes. a business and things like that. So it makes the world a more like equal playing field, where it's not just first world countries that have access to money. It's everybody it's in the world. It's definitely interesting where cryptocurrency comes into play in the whole worldwide scenario because in every country has a different currency most of the time mm-hmm. and uh and and they're different valued you know like um the euro is a different value than the american dollar and the american dollar is a different value than the canadian dollar so yep. well the reason i got into this is because um well everyone in the world bases their dollar okay. off the u.s dollar the u.s dollar converted to crypto or say they invested the U.S. government invested a billion dollars in July and a billion dollars in October into the U.S. dollar coin, uh, U.S. dollar crypto. It's called okay. USDC. So when they invested in that and they're using Coinbase for their wallet, I was like, okay, Coinbase is the one. That's the one I'm going to go with. So that's who yeah. I'm using right now. I'll send you a link. Oh, Don't worry about it. But okay, so getting on to like, um, like we're halfway through and on our podcast, um, our listeners are used to hearing this and this is Ali's more field of expertise. I wanted to ask you this question so that we could kind of stick to our similar themes. Um, if you are a spiritual person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you oh, are? Oh, okay. Oh, so, so if you could just elaborate. Yeah, yeah. If you could just elaborate a bit more about your spirituality so that we can dive in and ask you more sure. questions about it. So if you... If, so if you say yes, then obviously you're going to have something oh, more well, to say, well, right? I, th- I thought you were saying, like, if you were a spiritual person, well, and then ask another question. But um, No, just just point blank. Do you, because, like, if I ask my brother this, he's like, no, I'm agnostic. Oh, I'm gotcha. Like, so you're oh, talking okay. on the topic. Conversation's religion. over. Um, not necessarily religion. Um, I like to you just okay. use the word spiritual so that I don't have to box you into religion. But if you're a religious person, then feel free to That's tell great. us about All right. it. So the whole, my whole upbringing, I was up brought <laughs> from a, you know, spiritual standpoint, <laughs> you know, going to church, all that. Um, but, uh, you know, as I grow older, I begin to think for myself and um, let me reset that camera. <laughs> and uh, so I- I'm kind oh, of nice, nice. figuring it out, out myself. Um, I, no, nobody knows. So everyone else believes something different and everyone thinks each other's wrong. So who's really right? Um, and I guess you could also bring into, in, into this topic of spiritual stuff is like the, uh, what's it, astrology, you know? Um, I, I feel like a lot of people are interested in that stuff. Myself, I'm a Libra. I don't know what you guys are, but. That makes sense. I'm a My boyfriend's a Libra. <laughs> nice nice but uh but yeah that's kind of where i'm at i'm figuring things out i and here's here's one thing that i actually really have thought about a lot is so very spiritual people um they pray right Mm -hmm. and um other people who might not be are like agnostic people possibly um or people that are just very into their dreams and success and their goals they do something called manifesting. I know you guys know what that is. Yep. Where they, yep. yeah, where they just talk <clears throat> about it. Put it out in law, the of, law of attraction. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and those go hand in hand. And to me, 
prayer for spiritual people is the same thing as manifestation for anyone else. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's a yeah, good correlation. So, so, so that kind of just has me hard to believe. It's like, are you praying to someone and they're delivering or because these, these people who are manifesting something and just putting it out there, they're getting their stuff too. So, but see the difference that I've been coming up with is at whose expense? Cause if you're manifesting and you're not manifesting to the highest, greatest good, you're leaving room for like all these negative things to happen. And this is what people don't understand with the spiritual world. You yeah, know, um, it, Sorry, go ahead. Maybe manifest detailed. Well, we're manifesting, we're manifesting material things that the spiritual world would have never manifested a hundred years ago. And I have a really big problem with that, to be honest with you. This is something that has keeps coming up to me in the last week, in the last two weeks. It's just like people don't like religion has kind of messed it up, but so is the spiritual world because it's like, you could say everything is a business now. Like same with your whole, what's the difference between your network security and your other security? Like, like people don't understand this world that they're working in. So we're, we're leaving so much room for this really dark stuff that does exist to, to come in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose I'm not too educated in, in that topic but I, I i know where you're coming from like you so you like i think because you've had an upbringing like in the religious like you do like you do get that higher power like you seem to be pretty well balanced that like but but you have a very good outlook on life like you have a very good energy so i think like that maybe doesn't come in but but i'm sure you see it in your society and in your world like there's lots of people who are suffering and and why is this like what are we <laughs> What do you mean suffering? Like, like, look at the poverty. Like, as, like, uh, Alicia, you said the human rights, like, you want, like, everybody should be on an equal playing field. So why aren't we all on an equal playing field? Because people are using this, manip- like, manip- almost manipulating spiritualism so they can have all the power. That's interesting. Um, if you want to go into the, the, into the spiritual element of this, that's because, well, at least with Christianity, it's because everyone has free will. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you can do, you can make your own decisions. That's, that's why everyone's not on an equal playing field is because yeah. somebody can choose to stay at home and play video games all day. And someone else can choose to go sell lemonade on the corner until he can get five other people to sell lemonade. He can take their profits and then he builds a business and becomes a billionaire. That's and, why. and what I also think though, is like, like for that person who goes and does that, they are using their own thinking, right? Like they're not joining the group think they're trying to figure things out from themselves instead of what other people are telling them. And I think we have a lot of people who are okay with just being what they're told right now, instead of following their heart, following their heart and following what they love and really using their own discernment in this own world. Right. Like I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're fine. But um, I think this is, a foundation of uh, the education system. And I'm not sure if it's 100% the same in every country around the world, but at least in the United States, it's been the same for, you know, 150 years, um, where, you know, you're, you're taught to be a sheep. They're teaching you to produce. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I, this is where I'm going to interject because the, like my background is studying sure. electricity, right? So if we are all taught to believe that alternative current, AC current, 
is the the best way for us to produce energy, that's where we all become sheep because that last week we got on the topic of flat earth oh, wow. and gravity and things like that. But we're all <laughs> taught, yeah, we're all taught Albert Einstein's theory of gravity, which is completely wrong, which is that the center of the earth um, is the center of the universe and that everything is sucked down to the center of the earth. But that makes zero sense at all. So if you look at Nikola Tesla's um, theory of gravity, it includes the concept of free will and the fact that free will is pulling us really? into the future. So if we, yes, and that's, and he, his theory of gravity is where the concept of free energy comes from. So when I go talk to another engineer, I'm not an engineer. When I go talk to an engineer about the concept of free energy, they can't fathom it because they don't understand the basics because they can't open up their mind enough to believe that what they've been taught isn't true. So I love that you got onto free will and yeah, it all kind of came yeah, full circle so there. I love Nikola Tesla. I haven't done too much uh, external research on him, but I do know that he built like some tower um, that created free energy, something from like the water and the underneath the ground or something. I'm not sure, but um and, you know, I heard, like, the government hit it, and then they haven't released his papers yet. No. Anyone can create free energy. It's so, it's such a simple concept that people just, like, come up with reasons to argue that it's not true. Like, I remember learning about it in my motors class in school, and everyone yeah. in the room was, like, all talking. And I think the teacher just allowed them to all talk that day. He was a military guy. Like, usually in that yeah. class, they'd be dead silent. But he just kept teaching the lesson. I'm sitting there listening, putting my hand up every three minutes and asking questions. And it just clicked for me. And then he told us that there's a few generators around Canada in remote areas where they can't bury telephone poles. Or, not, or sorry, not telephone poles, hydro poles. So they have these free energy generators in a few remote areas in Canada. And, like, they exist. What? Like, they're here. And I was like, how can this be possible? Like, why aren't they all like this? And it's because... Like our program that I was in was sponsored like millions of dollars every year by the energy utilities. And like it creates so many jobs to have these energy utilities. And then everybody's kind of like a slave to pay their hydro bill, right? Oh, sorry. We call it hydro here to their electricity. <laughs> wow, that's bill. I didn't know that was in yeah. That's wild. Well, nobody does. You can't Google it. He said you'll never like he worked on them. He was because they were serviced by the military. So part of his contract with the military was servicing these free, gen wow, that, free energy insane. generators. And, and, you know, the, but, but the question is, yeah. well, actually, the answer is the reason they don't make it public um, is because it would put um, hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, it would take billions of dollars away from them. Mm hmm. Well, and then, so my job became, so after I studied power generation, I kind of got like blackballed from the industry because I just couldn't let go of this idea. And I ended up working in research and that I'm not saying I necessarily got blackballed, but my research um, coordinator, like kind of, I think screwed me out of getting a job with gotcha. one of the big utilities here, Toronto Hydro. So I had a job with them and then I ended up not like my contract got taken away. I'm not sure, but I knew about free energy then. And I think he just knew I wasn't going to be yeah. like a good fit for the industry. I don't know. Anyways, my point is I ended up working in automation. And then the reason I know about the cloud is because I specialized in something called the fourth industrial revolution. Right. And that's what we're going through right now. So last night I was reading on the World Economic Forum 
about um, the the Great Reset. Like this idea of the Great Reset isn't just something that's like a conspiracy theory that people are just using to coin what we're going through. Like it's an actual plan for 2030. And when I looked it up, all the companies I worked for and worked with were on the affiliated companies like ABB, which is a company, I think from Switzerland, they own like a lot of other companies too, like Thomas and Betts and other big companies. Um, Siemens was on the list. I've worked with them. And then my old employer, Robert Bosch was on the list too. So they all attended this like mock pandemic last year, right? Came back and told us all about it. But I've known for years and I've been saying this for years and pissing off a lot of people like so all of my jobs reset. are history can you explain this to me like yeah so the fourth industrial revolution the idea of it is literally just to eliminate jobs so my job for say like the last i'm gonna say five years not 10 years because it's really been it's been hard to get to get people on board with this but the idea is that i say go into a plant or a school or anywhere and i look at how we can eliminate the human jobs because they're inefficient because humans make mistakes right so so then i posted last year on facebook i was like hey guys like name name one job that you think couldn't be eliminated by a robot and i'll show you how it could be what about my My hairdresser got really upset she was like (laughs) yeah i know and this is exactly what allison and i talk about all the time so I feel that my purpose and like the whole reason we're doing this podcast is to show people how to live in this new world. So yeah, so what Allison does with energy work, I don't necessarily believe that can be replaced by a robot. And I, I don't believe that, I mean, even though there are artificial intelligence machines and robots becoming artists, I think that still there's a lot of human purpose oh, in being an artist, creating yeah. music, creating art. Yeah, and writing books and things like that. But but yeah, I can I can definitely see a future where like even the like people in the construction industry are like it's impossible. I was like, Yeah, well, I worked with a three D printer in two thousand and nine and now three D printers are pouring concrete. So definitely condo buildings will be built by robots. You just didn't, everything it's like you just by robots. put a image by tw- in and say build this and then it just like builds it from the ground up, like I was just driving home the other day and I was thinking, whereas it would take and, uh, and I was thinking on the people. factor of like AI replacing a job. So I was thinking of video editing and how um, like there's daily vlogging and stuff like that. But um, that's super hard. And it's and it's still like a turnaround time of like a little bit less than 24 hours. So they would upload the video the next day. So I was thinking, how could AI mm-hmm. be uh, introduced into video editing to make turnaround time so much faster? So I was thinking AI, if someone came up with some video editing AI that could just take the raw footage and cut out the parts where there's like no audio and use the sound waves or the sound form to uh, just cut all the spots where there's no sound. And that would be the very basic AI that wouldn't do any. Okay, so you just came up with an idea, right? So then imagine someone who I, my old clients, who's been in the industry for 40 years, and I go, we go sit down together, and we figure, sorry, there's a really beautiful PJ sitting outside my window right now, I just had to mention that, um, and we go and sit down together, <laughs> and, and we figure out a way to eliminate all the jobs on their factory floor. They don't want to pull the trigger on that, because the next step is eliminating their own jobs, so... 
it's, it's really like, it's tough. It's like you come up with these ideas and in 10 years you've put yourself out of the job. So that's what the great reset is. It's like whether or not people like it, or the rug's going to be that's pulled it, from that's under interesting. them. Um, I, it's I just how it's going to be. I think everyone thinks something. Mm-hmm. Either did I, yeah. and then 2020 happened. I think everyone thinks there's a faster pace for everything. Like right now, my parents, they're hyper-religious, and they're, and they're thinking, you know, this is a setup for the great coming back of Christ right now with COVID and, you know, our new president mm. and stuff like that. So, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, you guys are crazy. I know a lot of people. But you know, the same people thought the same thing. Sorry, so. I'm just going to say Christ is always here because, like, you probably don't know this about me, but, like, I am a Reiki master. So Reiki means I work with energy and I work with Christ. So he's here. He's in everything. But I think this is the whole thing is we've been moving too fast and we've been taught to produce, to do all these things that – People don't know what they love. So if you eliminate their job, it's a good thing because they're given the chance to actually find what they love to do. But we've been so wrapped up in this world that we need to do these things that we've gotten away from it. So we need that connection. We need that connection back in life. That's what we're missing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think it's the idea for me. The concept is, it was hard for me to wrap my head around. Like people used to get mad about self checkouts and I'm like, guys, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like just you wait. So I was always trying to say like, you know, I've worked, (laughs) I've had like 45 jobs in my life. I've, I've, I never enjoyed any of those um, repetitive tasks where it's just like you do the same thing over and over again. And people are like, Oh, well I like working in customer service because I like talking to people. And it's like, well, if you weren't a slave to money anymore, like, what would you do with your time? You'd go talk to people. Like, that's great. Go talk to people then because that's what your life purpose yeah. is, is to, like, be a social butterfly. Um, but when you say um, you're not sure if it'll happen by 2030, trust me, everyone, even me, who, like, knows a lot about artificial intelligence, I can't even imagine it happening by 2030. But imagine this. I was watching a video from 1978, I want to say, and it was the president of – Iran he was actually called the king of Iran mm-hmm. which is called the Shah in their language and um I was watching this because my boyfriend is named after him because his father oh. uh, was in the military so anyways he's named Reza and it was Reza the, the Shah of Iran so I was watching a video of him and one of the things that interests me about artificial intelligence is the concept of eliminating human bias is what will eliminate politicians lawyers and a lot of people high up decision makers, which is going to, I believe, Mm. give us better access to human rights. But the Shah of Iran was saying, if you look at all of the the media coverage of me, you will see that I'm asked a lot of very biased questions. And the fact that he said that when I was watching it, I kept thinking to myself, I can't believe the way they're speaking to the leader of a country. It's almost the way people speak to Donald Trump. It's with a lack of respect. And I don't want to get too much into politics, but you know, I just find if someone's in a position of power, even if it's Joe Biden, it's Donald Trump, you don't like them. There's a certain level of respect that they've earned by being in that position. That's just the way I look at it. It's an old fashioned point of view. But the way that the media was interviewing the Shah of Iran, I was like, wow, they're like, really like not treating him with very much respect. And then he brought it up and he said, you know, there's a computer out there that you could put all of my interviews in and it would tell you whether or not there's bias. So he wasn't calling it artificial intelligence in 1978, but just knowing oh, what I know, I was like, oh okay. my gosh. I always, exactly. So what I think what they do 
in my opinion, is these technologies exist and then they kind of like give the people in the research labs and places like that, like they give them the information for them to figure out, even though it's kind of already been figured out. (laughs) I don't know. So, so I think the technology definitely exists for us to, to have this happen by 2030. So if that's what they want, then that's what they'll get. I don't know. That's just, I personally, Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if there's a video on it, then it's probably out there. Like, where do you think they come up with these ideas? Like, you know what I mean? I think, like, why are we so naive into thinking that this doesn't already exist? Oh, I, I think it's because we're, we're trained to just work. Yeah, I totally believe system. it does. We're not trained to think outside the box. Let's not question it because, you know. <laughs> we're... Yeah, exactly. But, um, oh, wait. Oh, shoot. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Here, I'll talk about this. Um, so, so to create more like developed citizens in in a country and stuff like that and more and find more purpose, I think what would be huge, um, to happen is, so in high school, I don't think you're really learning. It's pretty repetitive. You're not really learning anything too interesting, too important. Um, I think there's a lot of wasted time in school. So I think what they, what they could do is, is, Mm -hmm. uh, take the first two years of college, which would for some people be community college and introduce that into high school so that way you're coming mm-hmm. out of high school oh really that's what the germans See, they're, do they're, they're ahead of us they were ahead of us in technology yeah, back the in the 1900s and now they're ahead of us again in education but anyways you know take those two years put them there and then t- take a two-year gap year everyone's required to do this well maybe there's a way you do that. so i i can i swear in germany I they have to take a one year German or join the military over there <laughs> so essentially like you have to do tests and like you get put into different schools so like you know if you're going in a trade school or an academic or a university school from like a very young age they weed you kind of out that way and it is mandatory for you to either do a year of like a community service or join the military before Mm -hmm. you go into the work world so like they're really trying to train you before you're you're getting out there that's and it, it's a very a little bit young but. it's a very competitive industry though too yeah. so uh, industry i hate to say that i hate to say competitive industry, it does but seem like young my cousins like yeah you kind of get weeded and you know if you're going to an academic school or an applied school or Yeah, I knew a young guy and he was going, well, I mean, we call it academic and applied here. And I hate that because when I went into college, I was like, if only people hadn't have, because in, in Canada, Andrew, we have academic and applied and applied is considered college okay. and academic is considered people who go to university. And I don't quite understand the difference in the United States because university here yeah. is considered like a four year higher education and college is sort of like looked down on as like a two year community college, like you aren't as smart as everybody else, but I don't necessarily agree because I've met a lot of people with like a PN, like they're professional engineers. They have five years of school. Hands-on. And they have zero like hands-on knowledge of how these things work. (laughs) So I don't, and like in the, so this person who I knew from Germany, he went down the trade, um, he went down the path of trade school, but now he's the CEO of his dad's company, which lucky for him, but he's extremely smart and he's running the company very well because he 
he took the trade school route. So he understands the products that they make and, and the manufacturing aspect of it. So, well, yeah, I even think with Germans my, my one figured out godfather or one uncle is a carpenter and they even have like this school. So you have to do like, a, you have to go around the world and do different placements around the world before you can come back and get certified. Cause like, I remember very when we were, and I then they, they have like an Sign outfit that they wear with like a top hat. Like it's an, it, and like, <laughs> like, I don't know how to like it's I guess maybe it's more traditional like let's put it that way like I mean like look how things are built it's all cookie cutter nowadays you don't really find that like artistic you don't find the artistic side the artistic my my My, uncle was a German like I have tons of carvings from my opa and I think that's it it's like because we've gotten so used to producing we've got away from like the craftsmanship of building or the like you know the joy of just building something for building it instead of to make a monetary value out of it right that that's interesting I think that's a great point of view and and here in America um, the, the terms are interchangeable, college or university. I, I, I feel like people who go to a four-year college, they, they would feel great. They would feel more prestigious if you call them, oh, you go to a university, you know, they'd feel better about that. But they're both interchangeable here. And I don't really think anyone, nobody looks, well, actually, I, I feel like community college is, in America is slightly looked down on because people... Because people have so much um, put four-year universities on a pedestal, when in reality, um, when in reality, four-year universities are the same, if not worse, because they have more biased professors that shove their viewpoints down your throat. Division, sororities, like, Hmm. oh. Oh, yeah, we don't really have the same sorority culture here as you guys. We do a little bit, but not as much. Literally, I guarantee 80% of the students that go there are just into sex, drugs, and alcohol. Partying. Yeah. Sports. They play, they play, like, sports is very cool. here, Down there, too, I find, um, which is not as much up here. Yeah, my sister. Oh, yeah, your sister's on a scholarship. Oh, wow, that's very neat. But but I just think it's so sad that so many young people that are, you know, 18 to 22 get sucked into this just world of uh, drugs, alcohol, partying, because that's so unproductive. You know and what? If you... I got sucked into it when I was that age, so. Really? <laughs> but you uh-huh. know what? But I, but see, I can understand it because I had a lot of childhood trauma. And it's it's different when you're growing up in a household where you have parents who support you because like we have to remember like those kids are just suffering from things they don't understand right i don't i I don't know there's this girl i follow sorry there's a girl i follow and she escaped from south korea um i guess she's called a defector and in the united states there's only 200 there's less than 200 south korean defectors and I really liked her attitude towards trauma because I, we talk about trauma a lot in this channel or on this channel on this podcast. But what she said about trauma was because gosh, she's been through a lot of trauma was, and I like her attitude towards it. Everybody has a different perspective, but she said, you know, it's never an excuse to not be kind to people or to not be like good to yourself. And I just think like with her, you can't you can't just go out and get an attitude like hers like she got her attitude from the life that she's had but i just thought it was like so inspiring to hear someone who's been through so much trauma mm. say like it's you can't use it as an excuse 
And um, and I, I mean, at this point in your life, Allison, like I don't you you're healing from your trauma. Like I right? wouldn't so say I didn't you. Like, you have a different see, attitude I think towards people's it. traumas are different. And from what I've been learning in the way of the shaman, like some people actually disconnect in trauma. So she was lucky to like still be able to keep her head about her. Like I've had soul retrieval. I've had soul realignment. I've physically had things brought back into my body because I wasn't me. Right. So it's like, I think everybody's person, everybody's journey is different. And, and, and it's not about using it as an excuse, but it's using it as like, we can use it as a story and we can play a victim or we can use it to empower ourselves. Right. And I think that's right. So use it like, it, yeah, it's not to use it as an too. excuse, but it's like, I needed to go through those things to get to where I am now to be this person. So I can hold space for every single exactly. human being, no matter what they're going through. Right. Uh, every, everybody, has a light. everybody has a light in them and we have to understand everybody is their own soul on their own journey. Who's going to learn things differently. And one of us may be here to change the world and create this big program, but it could be just for one person to come through here and and deal with their trauma deal with losing their parents it's like we just have to see the light in everyone no matter what yeah so i have one light-hearted question left for you andrew and i think it, oh, it'll wait, be wait. a good way to probably end this on a nice on little thing? laugh all right um i was so so two things first yeah of all, speak to the speak to the so trauma i haven't um dealt with too much trauma in my life probably the one experience that I can go back to is I was 17. Uh, I was running cross country and oh, anyways, even back further. So like freshman and sophomore year of uh, high school, I was just really terrible attitude of life, you know, probably depressed, anxious, all that stuff. But um, I ended up joining the cross country team of my high school and that just gave me a great self purpose. Uh, you know, you're always trying to beat your own goal. You have an organization of a team that is behind you as well. And it's just great. It was my purpose. Everything was great. Um, uh, going into junior year, I was, or, or actually uh, going into senior year, I was conditioning for cross country during the summer. And to my behold, I uh, just one day in running and practicing. And, Sorry, something uh, happened to my sound. <laughs> I'm here. Sorry, <laughs> no something worries. happened. And I'm just running and practicing. And then all of a sudden I can't anymore. Uh, and I slip a couple discs in my back and I'm 17 years old and mm. I did that running and I'm like, I, I'm, and I like couldn't move anymore. So I'm like watering like a penguin back to my house, like two streets. Like I would, I would, and, and that kind of broke me for so long. I, I had a very tough problem dealing with that for the next couple months. Um, uh, understandably. And, and I, I luckily took a mindset of optimism and I decided not to let that hold me back. And instead I, uh, I, I viewed videos online of paraplegic and quadriplegic people. And I'm, and I'm over here, like how lucky am I to be able to walk every day? Mm -hmm. And although it nice. really took me like a year and a half to even like carry a bag of groceries again, just cause like the back muscles are so, uh, they really affect you. You know, you only get one back. You can lose an arm and still do stuff with your left arm, but a flexible spine is the key to a long life. Yeah. So mine at 17 years old was already not flexible, wow. but, uh, but, but I, I think with trauma, I think, uh, you, you can't, yeah, you can't dwell on it and you can't, uh, use it as an excuse. 
I, I think there's a time period where you're allowed to like cope with it, you know? Um, and depending on how severe the trauma is, I think that can be years long, but uh, I, I, I definitely think there needs to be, be a time period in someone's life where they need to overcome that and, and t- take a me- mental attitude of success over that and help and help that. It's it's so true because I think that part of the reason we stay in trauma is because we like we feel sorry for ourselves. We don't empower ourselves, right? We need. You know what? Interestingly enough, about that is I think that's happening right now on a wide scale. It is. It is the world, and I think mostly America right now. And I think it's really happening. um, You know, the big topic is uh, mental health, but it comes down to the biggest one being anxiety right now. And I think right now in America, at least it is cool to be anxious. Uh, it's, it, 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 it's, uh, you know, it, 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 of course it's okay, but I feel like the more people talk about it and stuff, it's glorified. It's an excuse. It's, it's it's glorified. I noticed on Twitter, everybody, yeah. talks about being on their, um, like anxiety medications and things yep. like that. I just find it strange. It's, I think it is a different attitude there than it is So here. I'm telling you from somebody who had very severe anxiety and depression, and I don't have that anymore, right? Yeah. I was diagnosed major manic depressive bipolar two seven years wow. ago. So you're going to, but you know, I found it's, it's the way in you treat yourself. It's what you put in and on your body. It's what you watch. It's what you speak. It's really like we create our environment. If we're sitting around thinking we're living in a toxic world, well, we're living in a toxic world, you know, like we need to be gentler on ourselves and we need to be really careful of what we're surrounding ourselves with. I agree with you a hundred percent because I, and, and I really agree with you on like what comes out of your mouth. You're going to believe. And I tell my girlfriend this all the time. I'm like, don't say that you're going to end up believing it. Like mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, and, and I think you're a hundred percent there. And for me, like for years in high school, I didn't even know what anxiety was. I probably had it at the time. My mom says I did, but like, I probably had it and it was dealing with it, but I, I had no idea what it was. I didn't even think about it. And so like, to me, I was, I didn't even have it. So, and and then all of a sudden a year after high school, I kind of come to terms with it. I'm like, okay, maybe I do, you know, I've, I've had like an attack here too, finding out like, Oh, what is that? That was that. But, um, and and then now, cause once you acknowledge it, then you kind of know it's there and then you want it to be there for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a crutch. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, go to that last question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my last question for you, which I hope is ending this on a nice light note is, um, yeah, I was exploring your profile, just trying to get you to know you a little bit better. Why the pineapple emoji beside your name? Okay. I'm very curious. I I love this question (laughs) because actually in this video, I had this little pineapple thing here on my desk. So (laughs) this is perfect. Um, I kind of like it as the logo for my life. Uh, it, you know, the cool. pineapple is the international sign of friendship and um, <laughs> kindness. Wow. Did you know it was World so, Kindness Day on Friday? Sorry to cut you off. I did not. Oh, but this yeah, is a perfect I didn't know. Time for this Friday, Friday the 13th was World Kindness Day and also the Goddess Day, you know. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the pineapple, uh, it, it, it just like means kindness and friendship and stuff like that. And when I was, when I went through my uh, kind of 
experience when I was 17 years old. And I kind of took upon optimism as like my kind of life trajectory. Um, the pineapple, I guess, was just so it was like a happy thing to look at, you know, it's yellow, orangish, you know, it's, it promotes positivity. So I kind of just took that in as. I have the biggest smile on my So do I, so do I. I love it because like the, even the yellow and like your solar, that's your solar plexus chakra to me. And it's all about shining your power and being optimistic. So I love it. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, that's a hundred percent right. It's about all about, you know, being optimistic and, shining it so yeah I, I rock it i have a pineapple hat and um and, and i'd love to make my own brand of one day about autism and pineapples so can i just say awesome. you are so cute and i'm so thankful that alicia got you on here today because it's it's Me it's too. a breath of so refreshing. yeah i was just gonna say it's a breath of fresh air like to see mm-hmm. somebody so young and so driven and so like in control in control and Knowing where you want to mm-hmm. be, like, it's very inspiring. No, I like that. In control is a really nice way to put Thank it. Thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate those kind words. And, and actually, um, one more thing. So on the note of kindness and stuff like this, I think a lot of people um, misunderstand uh, giving in the world. So a lot of people will build things to get money. And like you were saying, people need to build things just to build things now. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah. that's where innovation comes in. Yeah. Same thing goes for being kind and generous to others. Uh, literally yesterday morning, a friend of mine reached out. We haven't spoken in really just besides once or twice, maybe in the past couple of years, but we were best friends growing up. We'd always hang out. And he, um, it really touched my heart. He reached out to me and he said, hey, I remember um, mid high school when you made a conscious decision in your life to be more happy and just be a better person and I think about that a lot and I need to do that in my life and you've inspired me and so he told me that and it it like touched my heart completely because well why wouldn't it you know we I don't think you know this but we always talk about how when people randomly reach out to us how much it means to us that they show you like hey I'm thinking of you yeah um I appreciate what you're doing and it can be it can really mean a lot to you I think it means more than than they know and I yeah and I think you're just doing that by like by living in your truth right like you'll inspire people by following your heart absolutely that's so nice and at that time my heart was telling me to be more happy you keep (laughs) listening uh, to that heart of yours (laughs) (laughs) thank you i will i will i got got good ears for it but um (laughs) you know is is people need to i guess understand that they don't need to always get something in return immediately like instant gratification Um, yes and and you don't need to go post it on twitter you don't need to go post it on this and that that you gave a homeless guy giving without receiving like that is the joy of life right we're and some in some days you'll never receive at all like i i didn't know that that my friend was going to text me that i i didn't know i changed someone's life and thought process Mm -hmm. and and my mom even told me she mentioned she said uh he noticed and he reached out to you. How many other people do you think noticed around him? Yeah. And now, there you go. And, and then he's impacting them. Yeah. You're being that light. Through you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
That's a nice ending to the podcast, you guys. I got a little tear forming on the corner of my eye here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Andrew, um, you might be a returning guest in the new year because I really enjoyed chatting with you a lot today. And I know Allison did too. Yeah, for sure. It totally is refreshing, honestly. Like, as I said, just to have somebody so driven and in there like you know who you are and that's so important in today's age self-awareness in the new world yeah this new this new age of aquarius that we are coming into (laughs) (laughs) i I love speaking with you guys today and getting to know you more and if you guys are ever in the in the states let me know we can go on a road trip (laughs) i will let you know definitely (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, uh, yeah, definitely we'll chat again. And thank you guys both for being here today. Absolutely. See you guys soon. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.